add me. Add me. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Assalamu alaikum, my dear brothers and sisters. And once again, Ramadan Mubarak. This is your brother Abdul Muthakir Muhammad. First, thanking Allah for allowing us once again to partake in this beautiful fast of Ramadan. Let me thank each and every one of you for joining us this morning on the Ramadan prayer line, the Ummah Reflects. And we pray that our time together will be beneficial in our growth and development and aid us as believers in Allah. Oh, brothers and sisters, we had a beautiful time yesterday with our guest speaker, Imam Qasim Amin Nathari, who started his talk by saying that Ramadan is one of the favors of Allah. And we, as believers, can never count up the favors of Allah. Our brother said that Ramadan is divided into three segments. And the first 10 days are days of mercy, and the second 10 days being the days of forgiveness, and the third 10 days are the days of salvation from the fire. Our brother said of the second 10 days that forgiveness is at the heart of so many spiritual and ethical uh, uh, traditions, yet it can be one of the most difficult teachings to live up to. He said, for forgiveness requires an extraordinary struggle against a bruised ego. He said, the bigger the hurt, the more difficult it is to forgive. My brother said, he asked, we ask Allah that in this time that we practice forgiveness. We want the mercy of Allah and know that Allah's mercy is always encompassing us and is always near. But we also want to practice forgiveness towards our fellow human beings in a way that we will want Allah to forgive us. He said that the foremost attributes of Allah that open every chapter of our Quran except for one is Rahman and Rahim, the merciful and compassionate. And one of the most celebrated of Allah's attributes is the forgiving. My brother said that at the heart of Islamic spirituality is that we, as human beings, have a share of the divine attributes of Allah by the divine, or of the, by the divine soul that is breathed into us when we are in our mother's womb. Our brother said, our spiritual task is then to cultivate and grow those attributes to our character and to become closer and closer to Allah. So forgiveness is an opportunity to adorn our souls, our souls with qualities that bring us closer to Allah and should be seen as an opportunity to achieve a nearness to Allah that is indescribable. He closed his talk by saying there is a sense that the way we treat others is the way that we will be treated by Allah. And he quoted a hadith where Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, show mercy towards those on earth, and the one above heaven will show mercy towards you. And we thank Allah for our guest speaker yesterday, Imam Qasim Amin al-Nathari, 
We thank Allah for our guest speaker today. To carry us further into our program is our beloved brother and friend, Abdul Akbar Muhammad, Brother Akbar. Brother Akbar, you there? Assalamu Wa alaikum salam, yes. my brother. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you loud and clear. Yes, sir. Yes. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger and servant. I want to first say Ramadan Mubarak to our brothers and sisters throughout America and throughout the world who listen to this beautiful program every day during the month of Ramadan. This uh, program adds the beauty to Ramadan when we know that people are listening all over the world and people are being inspired by the Umar Reflex and by the prayer line itself. People who put on the prayer line and they patch it into other people throughout the world. It's a wonderful thought, a wonderful sight to see if you could see it. I thank Allah for it. I want to um, talk about uh, something in the history of the nation of Islam in particular and what the nation of Islam means to people throughout the world who may not have paid attention to what has come out of the nation. And one of the things is the beauty of the nation in reaching people throughout the Caribbean, throughout North America, all across Africa. It is something to behold. If you could see the lines at the Apollo Theater, just think about it, especially those of us who are a certain age category. The line at the Apollo Theater, not to hear James Brown or some of our famous singers and songs and dance people, but to hear the Word of God coming from Minister Farrakhan, a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They lined up outside and they wanted to hear this word that could change the course of their life, and we are witnesses to that. Uh, we may have been in the street involved in alcohol and drugs and bad behavior, stealing, but when we heard this word, it turned us around. It made us a different people. It made us see that we could do better than what we were doing, and it made us to understand that we don't have to follow the enemy uh, in his direction, but we can follow God as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us. The beauty of it is that Minister Farrakhan, when the change in the nation came, Minister Farrakhan was going to step away from teaching the Word of God and use his ability in show business and use that talent to preach to the people through it. And he did exactly that. So he first went to the Caribbean. And those in the Caribbean received him so well. Some of them were afraid of the words of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the impact that it would make. But they received him well because he could touch and move people with the word of God taught to him by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Then the minister went from the Caribbean. He went to Africa. He went to Cuba, carrying that word and making that word bond as he taught the believers how they can become different people with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. One of the most beautiful sights that you could behold is our school in New York, our school where the young sisters and brothers uh, left their jobs. 
for a lower pay because they felt that this word from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad could make a change in the lives of those brothers and sisters. Today, when I talk to those brothers and sisters who are still with us, they are proud of the fact of what they were able to do with our young children. And to see and behold their minister going to the classrooms uh, in the morning to give what people call devotionals, to see them with their strength of belief in changing the course of life, lives of thousands of people. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us a choice and an obligation that we could go after our people. Many of our mothers, including my mother, say the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did with my son what I could not do with my son with the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So today I want to thank those teachers who made the sacrifice, who took lower pay. I want to thank Minister Farrakhan for being in those classrooms in the morning and strengthening those believers. I want to thank the minister for traveling the world. And when he traveled the world, I'm talking about the Caribbean and other places in North America, he carried that word. I'm proud of the fact that he took question and answer periods at the mosque with the students and gave them hope and gave them direction. So this is a blessing from Allah. So during the month of Ramadan, if Allah gives me life, I want to talk about it some because it is a witness to the fact that the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad can change the course of your life if you want to do better for yourself. So this program, I thank all of those who participate, those who get up in the morning and get their children ready and sit their children down and listen to the word of God coming from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and his students. I thank those ministers who learned the Arabic language and went abroad and studied and came back, not came back and were proud and arrogant, arrogant. I know Arabic and I know this. Well, but they were proud of the fact that they could carry the word and change the course of the lives of brothers and sisters who were hopeless in the streets of America. So I thank Allah for the staff. Sister Nisa, we give you a special thanks for your consistency with all of the bumps and the problems and so forth you have gone on. I thank you so much. And because you have been a star in doing this for the nation, you have been helpful for us to change the course of our life under the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Brother Minister Farrakhan, we want to thank you because without your persistence, without your drive and fortitude to make this happen, we could have never done it. So I thank Allah that I have an opportunity to participate in it, and I pray Allah that my love of history and my passion for history uh, will help in moving our nation forward. Thank you. I turn you back into the hands of Sister Nisa. Assalamualaikum. This is Lagman Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness Muhammad is his messenger. I am so happy, Assalamualaikum again, I am so happy to introduce our guest speaker for the morning, and she's someone new. This is her first time on our line. She is so talented and just so skilled. She's an award-winning journalist. She's an editor. She's a writer. She's a media consultant. She's an honors graduate from Spelman College, and she is her, her media skills have been used at Glamour Magazine, 
uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She's the former director of communication at the Zakat Foundation, and now she is the editor, the copy editor, and media consultant for The Final Call. So I want to introduce to some and present to others, Sister Rashida. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I am Sister Rashida Muhammad, and I am so very honored to be presenting today. I'd like to start by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Master Fred Muhammad, to whom all praises are due forever, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Without these three men, my father, may Allah be pleased with him, like many black people in America, would have never known about Islam. Thank you to the pioneers who sacrificed for us to be allowed to homeschool our children, wear hijabs, scarves, and headpieces in public, and have beautiful Muslim names like Malika, Aisha, Rahim, and Khalil. We stand on your shoulders. Thank you. I would also like to thank Sister Nisa Islam for extending the invitation to share with you all today. When reviewing and studying Juz, the part eight, for this presentation, an overarching theme began to develop. Be good. Be a light. Be grateful. What does it mean to be good? Good is defined as of a favorable character or tendency. We say in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful. Beneficent means doing or producing good, especially performing acts of kindness and charity. Throughout this part, Juz 8, of the Holy Quran, the word good is mentioned many times. To do good to our parents. Bringing good deeds will have tenfold like it. The successful are heavy on good deeds. Believers who do good are owners of the garden. The promise of Allah is true for the doers of good. The mercy of Allah is near to the doers of good. Even the prophets Noah, Saleh, and Shuab are said to have brought good advice. How can we do more good? Start right where you are. Be kinder to our parents and elders. Help them. Check on them. Tip your server. Return your shopping cart. Pick up a piece of trash. Hold the door for the person behind you. Let someone into your lane or out of a parking lot when driving. And if they cut you off in traffic, bless them. They may be in a hurry for a reason. Use basic manners to acknowledge others. Say, excuse me, and thank you. Give a kind word or compliment to someone. It's a blessing for them and a form of charity for you. It'll make you and that person whom you complimented feel real good. Be good. Be a light. Be grateful. If we are humbly doing these good deeds, 
We are being examples of having been raised out of darkness or ignorance into the light of greater understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the light. With this transformation, we are in essence bearing witness to how obedience to Allah has brightened, enhanced, and changed our lives for the better. Thus, we exemplify his beneficence by doing good deeds and giving him all the praise and glory. We become reflectors of his light. Be good. Be a light. Be grateful. In Surah 7, we read how Iblis didn't obey Allah because he thought he was better than man. Iblis knew he was wrong and deserved chastisement. That's why he asked for it to be delayed. Iblis even goes so far to tell Allah that he will show him that man is ungrateful when he says in Surah 7, Ayat 16 and 17, he said, as thou hast adjudged me to be erring, I will certainly lie and wait for them in thy straight path. Then I shall certainly come upon them from before them and from behind them and from their right and from their left, and thou wilt not find most of them thankful. Do you know when you have been consumed by Satan? When you are ungrateful. How do you know? Shaitan's demons called self-doubt, worry, anxiety, arrogance, depression, anger, can creep in causing us to exceed limits or become imbalanced. We can regain balance, peace of mind, and Allah's favor by being grateful. Gratefulness is a natural high. So, on this eighth day of Ramadan, let us be good, be a light, be grateful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with a successful Ramadan, the best one yet. Ramadan Mubarak family, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Rashida. Thank you very much for your beautiful words with us today and pointing out those words in today's uh, talk, today's view, and of doing good. Praise and due to Allah. May Allah bless you and your family. Now, brothers and sisters, we will ask our brother to give us what we affectionately call of the day, Brother Jalil. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Musak, and thank you very much, brother. May Allah bless you, your family, and all of those that are helpers in the cause of Islam with you there in Memphis, Tennessee. And assalamu alaikum to all of those that have gathered this morning on this line to hear words coming from people who have Islam etched in their hearts and have Islam on their very lips and on the tongues, remembering Allah and striving to make Allah real in their lives and others. We thank you, dear brothers and sisters, for joining us today for your contemplation and your participation. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah and we thank Allah. We seek Allah's help. 
from the evil of our bad deeds and the consequences of those bad deeds. We seek Allah's forgiveness because we need his forgiveness. Because he's the best of those that forgives. And because our days oft times are filled with one sin after another. Whomever Allah guides, none can misguide that person. And whomever Allah leaves wandering aimlessly, none will be able to guide that person aright. I bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah. No tree, no stone, no rock, no animal, no prophet. I bear witness that God is all by himself. And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The best book is the book of Allah, and the best guidance comes from the Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every made-up thing in the religion is going astray, and every going astray may Allah protect, and every going astray shall lead us to the hellfire, may Allah protect us. Everybody say, Allahumma, I mean. We thank Allah for Sister Rashida today in the words that she's given us, words that were insightful and penetrating. They were insightful and penetrating because she laid heavy emphasis on the Muslim doing good. And brothers and sisters, if there's ever a month you want to do good, it's the month of Ramadan. Because the good deeds that you do during the month of Ramadan, Allah multiplies them over and over and over again. So I encourage you to do good. I encourage myself to do good. I encourage us to strive to make our good deeds outweigh our bad deeds. Allah says in his book, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Malasa, by the time surely man is in loss, except for those that believe and do good and exhort one another in truth and exhort one another in patience. Allah tells us, you're in loss if you don't do those things. Ask yourself the proverbial question, do you believe? Let's just start right there. Do you believe? What do you believe in? Do you believe that Allah is God all by himself? Do you believe him to be the one that you should have total faith in? Do you have total yakin in him? confidence in him, knowing full well that he can deliver you from any trouble you may have. By the time, surely man is in loss except for those that believe and do good. Do you strive to do good? Is it easy for you to do good? I enjoin all of us today to strive to do good today. And the best way we can do that, dear brothers and sisters, is have a conscious effort in knowing that Allah is ever watching over our affairs. Make a conscious effort today that Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me. And that could allow your trajectory to do good. By the time truly man is in loss, except for those that believe and do good. Do you believe in Islam? And do you find yourself doing good in the name of Islam? It's incumbent upon us to do good, dear brothers and sisters. 
it's incumbent upon us to strive to do good by to ourselves and to others and to the religion and to Allah. We want to show ourselves being a righteous nature, piety, filled with pious behavior. We want the sins to drop off of us by the time truly man is in loss, except for those that believe and do good and exhort one another in truth. Brothers and sisters, every prophet that came exhorted one another in truth. And what's the greatest truth there is? The greatest truth there is that there is no God but Allah. There is no God but Allah. Exhort one another in truth all the days of our lives, dear brothers and sisters. The Prophet wasallam, did just that. He exhorted one another in truth. For 13 years, he pulled the people from unbelief into belief pulled the people from unbelief into belief and didn't waver. But a greater example in that is Noah, alayhi salam. Noah, alayhi salam, preached for 950 years, striving to get the people to enjoin that which was good, worshiping Allah by himself, worshiping Allah alone, for 950 years. He didn't get tired after 50 years. You would think, okay, after 50 years, this ain't working. I'm going to try something else. Nope. After 275 years, you would have thought, okay, this isn't just panning out the way I thought it should pan out. Let me try something else. Maybe let me pull something from Judaism. Let me pull something from Christianity. No, no, no. He stayed the course. Brothers and sisters, be patient. Be patient with your doing good. Be patient in your establishing in Islam. Because Allah asks us to do that. By the time surely man is in loss, except for those that believe and do good and exhort one another in truth and exhort one another in patience. Don't give up this fight. Keep it going, dear brothers and sisters. And know full well the good that you do, Allah will see it. During the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there was a man who had killed 99 people. 99 people. 99 people. Just let that sit there for a minute. 99 people. And he went to one of the learned brothers and he said, who can I speak with who's a pious man and a very knowledgeable man? He said, go speak to that monk over there. And he went to go speak to the monk, your brothers and sisters, and he asked the monk, I told the monk, I've killed 99 people. Can I find any, can I make repentance and be forgiven from God for this? The man said, you did what? You killed 99 people? He said, absolutely not. You can never be forgiven for that. The man turned around and killed him too. Now he's killed 100 people. Later on, later on, later on, he ran across this learned scholar again. He said, who can I find that I can speak to give me supreme knowledge? He said, go see that, that sheikh over there. He'll be able to help you. He went over there and told, asked, told the sheikh that he had killed 100 people. Was there any repentance for him in his life? The man replied by saying, who can stand between you and Allah with regard to forgiveness? 
He said, I advise you to travel out of this de- 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 decrepit land and go to the land of the pious people. And there, once you get there, you'll find that your faith in Allah will grow and you will remove yourself from sinners in the, in the land that you're here now in. The man said, okay. The man started walking, dear brothers, and sure enough, he got just about halfway there and he died. Allah decreed that he would die, and he died. And soon as he died, the brothers and sisters, the angels descended upon, descended upon him. The angels of mercy, the angels of torment, the angels of, of Jenna and the angels of the hellfire. And they started disputing with one another on who was going to take him. And they were disputing, and they were arguing, they were arguing. And then they said, okay, let's measure the distance in which he in which he traveled. If he traveled over halfway of the distance towards the land of piety, then he would be given to the angels of mercy. But if he didn't make halfway there, he would be given to the angels of torment, and his life will be doomed. His afterlife will be doomed. They measured it, their brothers and sisters, and he came up inches away from, from the land of piety. The angels, were about to, angels of torment were about to scoop down and grab him, and then Allah provided a miracle for him. Allah shrunk the land so that he could be on the other side of that marker, and he was now on the, over half of the distance away from the, from the land of piety. And the angels of mercy took him. The angels of mercy, dear brothers, and took him because he was striving to do good. He was seeking repentance from Allah. He was seeking to be forgiven of his sins from Allah. I ask Allah to bless us to be of those that seek the forgiveness of Allah these, this day, this month of Ramadan. Strive to get closer to Allah. Strive to draw nigh unto Allah. And if you draw nigh unto Allah, he will draw nigh unto you. May Allah forgive us of our sins and may Allah bless us to be of those that strive to do good. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, Brother Jalil, for the hadith of the day. We will ask our sister Nisa to give us a fast fact in the Nisa report. Sister Nisa. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness Muhammad is his messenger. Assalamu alaikum. Our fast fact of the day is we can transform our lower desires from puppeteers into docile companions. Unfortunately, too often we are guided by our desires. They lead us down a path of wants, likes, pleasures, and too many times resulting pain. We want what we want, and that's what we strive for, regardless of the wrong or right of it. Our lower desires become puppeteers that move the strings in our lives. Think about your life. Where are your lower desires taking you? How many excuses do we make for doing wrong? Any excuse will do, but none will be accepted. We can do better. We can achieve balance in our life that harmonizes us into a better relationship with ourselves, our community, and most importantly, Allah. We know which lower desires try to control us. We know these little, sometimes loud little voices that lead us to the wrong direction that makes evil fair-seeming and sin look very tempting. Again, our lower desires become puppeteers in our lives. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
we can transform our lower desires from puppeteers into docile companions, and Ramadan is the perfect time to do so. We can achieve balance in our life that puts us in harmony with self, family, community, and again, most importantly, Allah. We can control our desires instead of our desires controlling us. That is the fast fact of the day. We can transform our lower desires from puppeteers into docile companions. Ramadan is a time for increasing our good deeds. Think of who you can provide a random act of kindness to. Who can you provide an iftar for? Who can you visit and spend time with? Welcome to all our listeners, and we thank Allah over and over for the opportunity to serve. Thank you for listening. Remember, Islam is not the problem. Islam is the answer. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Nisa. Thank you. Thank you for the fast fact of the day and the Nisa report. All right, brothers and sisters, our reading for the day on day eight. And you heard our beloved sister, Sister Rashida, talk about the beautiful Jews or ISN Torah 8. It starts with chapter 6, verse 111, through chapter 7, verse 87. Surah 6, ayat 111, through Surah 7, ayat 87. And we will ask our brother as we close our program, would he close us with prayer? Brother Shaheed. As-salamu alaykum. Prayer time, let us pray. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينِ إِيَّاكَ Allah, I seek refuge with your pleasure. From your anger, I seek refuge in your forgiveness from your punishment. I seek refuge in you from you. I cannot count your praises. You are as you have praised yourself. Allahumma innaka anta salamu wa minka salam. Tabarakta wa ta'alayta yadhal jalali wal ikram. Ameen. I mean, thank you, brother, brother Shaheed, for your prayers with us this morning. And brothers and sisters, as we close our program this morning, on behalf of our guest speaker today, our beautiful sister, Sister Rashida Muhammad, we thank you, Sister Rashida, for your words with us this morning. We thank your family, and may Allah continue to bless you. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his family, and I cannot thank Allah enough. We thank Allah over and over again for you, dear minister, for all that you do and are doing, you and your family. On behalf of the Executive Council of the Nation of Islam and their families, and we thank Allah for each and every one of you for aiding and assisting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in spreading this mighty word of Islam. 
behalf of the ministers and imams throughout this country and the world, spreading this mighty word of Islam. We thank Allah for each and every one of you and your families. On behalf of my co-host, Brother Akbar, Sister Lisa, Brother Jalil and Brother Shaheed, and on behalf of each and every one of you that are on this line, that are with us, that are going to go out today and do good and spread good, let me leave you as I came to you with the greeting words of peace. Inshallah, we'll be talking again tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum.